Welcome to the climb. This is a show dedicated to helping singers, songwriters, and indie artists like you create leverage in the music business. Leverage is what you're going to need. A track record proof that people like your art, that people like the way you write songs, that people like the way you sing. It's the only thing that's going to matter anymore. Nobody is going to pick you out as the diamond in the rough and and develop you into something from nothing. You've got to prove that you've already got it going on, which means you got to do it yourself. And that's why we called this podcast The Climb, C-L-I-M-B, Creating Leverage in the Music Business, which is brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was put together. It's a Baxter name by my good friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Baxter. Brent's an award-winning hit songwriter with cuts by Alan Jackson, Randy Travis, Lady Antebellum, Joe Nichols, and more. And he also helps songwriters like you turn pro by revealing how you can write like a pro, do business like a pro, and on the regular, he connects you to the pros so you get a shot. You can learn. You can create relationships. You can find Brent at songwritingpro.com. Once again, that's songwritingpro.com. And I would like to introduce you to my co-host, Johnny Dwinnell. Johnny owns Daredevil Production. They're breaking artists digitally by identifying new fans through data. If you're an artist looking to increase your streams, blow up your video views, sell more live show tickets, and get discovered by new fans, TV, and music industry pros, then Daredevil Production can help. Daredevil has worked with multi-platinum artists like Colin Ray, Tracy Lawrence, Ty Herndon, and Andy Griggs, just to name a few. You can find Johnny at DaredevilProduction.com. That is production, singular, no S, and there is no S because there is no other Johnny D. Hey, brother, what's going on? I got a sick kid that threw up last night a couple times. I didn't sleep well. He's got a big headache. She's just coming off a upper respiratory thing, so she's been coughing. Ruby's been coughing up colors, you know. I have no idea what you're going through. <laughs> Enjoy so that. This is the guy with, with no Ignorance kids. is bliss. <laughs> yeah, I'm you don't need blissfully to know. ignorant. <laughs> I've seen things up to your elbow. You would not want to know. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about, uh, I lost a, a client. Oh, womp, womp. Yeah, it sucks. And I really like this client. I mean, I like all my clients, but this one, it's a, it's a metal band. You know, so I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's like from the mothership kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. And they're really good, and I really love them. So it stung a little bit, but I think the reasons why we lost them is that's what we're going to talk about today because there's other clients that I have I haven't lost, at least mm-hmm. not yet, over the yeah. same issue, but it's a constant battle that I'm having to deal with. And so yeah. I want to kind of go down that road and talk about it. And this is relevant to us, not because of your business, but because this is stuff the artists need to know. I mean, this is relevant. This is not just you airing grievances or anything. It's, yeah, this, this is, is not going to help our listeners, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a better understanding of digital marketing. And I'm going to unpack that a little bit. I wrote an exit letter mm-hmm. for them because I wanted them to know what they got for the money. And the fact that they didn't understand is on me. I learned a lot through this. And so we're going to kind of unpack that a little bit and dig into it. And I think that some of the takeaways that I had in things that I'm changing moving forward on communication are going to be very valuable to the climbers out there. Before we get into that, let's, let's get into a little business here. We know yes. it's a digital world, but it's still an important role for physical media and to, for today's independent musician. You got to sell stuff <laughs> yeah. to get to the next town because digital royalty payments are so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, t-shirts at gigs has become an important income generator, aka you get to eat today. <laughs> and that, I like to eat like every day. If I if I eat, get to eat the rest of my life, <laughs> call it call wow. it an income generator, or call it you know lunch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's, it's two of the same thing. <laughs> uh, exactly. Call it income generator. Call it 
go take a gas to the next gig. <laughs> exactly. Because that's what that is. Especially when you're starting off. That's what that's all going for. If you sell a CD at a gig, it takes about 3,000 streams to equal the same amount of money as that one CD. And you don't have to wait however many months for it to actually show up. So you can put it in your gas tank. You actually have some cash in hand to put it in your gas tank tonight. So 3,000 streams, that's a lot of streams to equal the sale of one CD. So I believe you are leaving money on the table when you don't have merch on the table. Thankfully, our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your disc and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and t-shirts. You can find them online at discmakers.com. That is D-I-S-C makers.com. Or give them a call at 800-468-9353. 800-468-9353. So listen, join the climb community if you haven't done it yet. It's a great community. I don't even know how many members we have in there now. Like We're well over 1,000. Yeah, I'm not sure, yeah. This is a very active Facebook community full of artists, singers, songwriters, indie musicians, and they're helping each other. We're helping people together. So it's important that mm-hmm. you come, that you join. If you got questions, ask them. Connect with songwriters. There's places to shout from the treetops about your wins. There's places to, on the regular, you can just be like, hey, I'm having a problem with this, like software or this strategy mm-hmm. or whatever, and, and ask it, and people are going to chime in. And most of the time, when I get there and somebody's asked it, unless I'm lucky and I'm like the first guy to answer, if I'm not the first one to answer, I'm usually just pointing the finger emoji up, like All what right. he said. Like it was brilliant. Somebody you know? else so, already got it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's right. It's what I would have said. You got to ask me, let in, we let everybody in. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the podcast wherever you consume your podcast so that you get all the episodes. You don't miss one. They're all in a row. You can kind of cherry pick what makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Leave a rating and review, please. We're trying to get to 200. I'm pandering right now, openly pandering, but we want a rating and <laughs> review, dang it, because we want to get to up over 200 mm-hmm. as quickly as we can. And finally, tell somebody about it. That's really the best thing. And Brent and I are doing this because we want you to win. That's what we say. This podcast exists because we want you to win. It's a new world out there. We're trying to help you navigate through it. And if you're finding some value in it, tell somebody about it and say, look, you need to start listening to this stuff. There's good stuff in here. And that's the best way you can honor us and thank us, right? And I want to share a a weekly win from our New Heights uh, post that we do every Wednesday in the Climb community. I just want to like to shout out some of our members when we get a chance. This is from Paul DeMarco Music. And he says, I approached a hit songwriter and asked for a co-write. He said, yes, sometimes you just got to ask. And just found out a co-write with Lucy, Lucy LeBlanc and Bill O'Hanlon that I also produced a demo for is a finalist in the Austin Song Contest. So congratulations and good luck, Paul DeMarco. We appreciate you being part of the community. Paul DeMarco from, hold on a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Paul DeMarco from the UK. From the UK, wrote, yes. Is doing demos uh, from Bill O'Hanlon? Well, he, uh, some he wrote with Bill. He wrote with Bill O'Hanlon? He wrote with Bill and Lucy, yeah. And so he said he also produced a demo for it. That's what he said. This Bill O'Hanlon character (laughs) has got his fingers in everybody's pie. I love him. Oh, he's all over the place. He is all over the place. everywhere, man. And you know what? You know what? Everybody has the same thing to say about him. Oh, my God. I love that guy. You know what? He helped me with this, or he helped Mm -hmm. me with that. Yeah. And just a shout-out to Bill O'Hanlon for – knowing exactly what the hell he's doing and and mm-hmm. just helping people like yeah and creating relationships mm-hmm. yeah it i mean like the, the publishing company we just created a relationship with like he's all up in there like <laughs> 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 and i'm like 
They're like, you know Bill Haley? Yeah, like Blue Foley. Like, I love Bill. Like, I'm just like, everybody knows Bill. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like in the best way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's hysterical. Um, but I, I love Bill, and I'm so grateful to, to call him a friend. And uh, I, he's, it's not limited to the freaking lower 48 states. Like he's, no, he's he is, across the he's pond. Global. Like, he is he's global. global. He's a global freaking brand. Like, my gosh, that guy is just astounding. I can't believe that. Well, good job, Paul DeMarco. Like, I want to hear that song. All right, so let's get into this here. I am going to read this exit letter because I think that some of it will shed some light on the foreign field of digital marketing and marketing in general and branding and trying to help artists really understand the importances. I mean, we've been saying for years that it doesn't matter what your budget is. It's a hundred bucks, it's a hundred thousand dollars. But if you are not approaching the general formula to say, I'm going to spend 5% of my budget for your capital resources, but you also have a budget for your time. Mm -hmm. For sure. So if you're spending 5% of that making the donuts, Mm-hmm. making the records and 95% of it, your energy and your capital resources need to be spent p- promoting it. Mm-hmm. And most people aren't, this is what they say. I got plenty of time to write songs, record, watch TV, go golfing, <laughs> right? play handball, play badminton to save up for another guitar, to get that new pedal, the new plug. And I've been dying to get with the compressor thing. Blah, blah. It's really awesome, that new acoustic guitar. All these things I have to get like, to, for myself to scratch that itch, they don't have any time to put forth in the marketing. It's even worse than that with paid clients because what it is is a complete misunderstanding of digital marketing because it's foreign. So I'm going to be very real. This is word for word, the, except for one word I'm going to leave out. I'm going to change. <laughs> Because there was some colorful Johnny stuff in there that isn't appropriate. For- yeah, we don't have that kind of label on our podcast. <laughs> Before I read this letter, I'm going to say this. I love this artist. And these are some smart dudes. I mean, this guy literally got off the road of doing the metal band thing forever and being assigned on a label and everything like that. Had a kid and said, you know what? I got to make some more money. And then just started a company. And now he owns a multi-million dollar commercial HVAC company in New York. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy that's just like... Okay, I wanted to be in a metal band and be on a label. I did that, and now I got to do this. So this is very much about me and my failures in communicating this. And so uh, this is what we're going to dig into. But I just want to preface this by saying I love these guys. This one stung. Like I didn't want to lose these guys because mm-hmm. they have everything they need. And it was a great little playground. And I failed to communicate what that had to be done. Bad on me. But I feel like in the wake of my failure, there's lots to learn and unpack. Okay. So they asked me for the logins for all their socials because we changed them all because they didn't know them before. So I said, hey, fellas, I'm sending you over your logins immediately following this text. I'm not going to give it to them. I've been trying to get a call with them mm-hmm. to have this conversation because two things happened. One is, and this is embarrassing for me, and I talk about this in, in, in this letter. We were running a Spotify promotion for them. And they didn't tell me, and there's, there's a lack of communication here between the man, mm-hmm. their manager and them and me and the PR guy and everybody. It could be better on communication on their part, but they were simultaneously running a Spotify playlist promotion. Mm-hmm. So I was getting real excited about the results 
mm-hmm. and sharing it with them and making these like little screenshot videos to try yeah. to, you know, encourage them to continue to spend money. And they were not they, on what you, they but were, on the ad buy. Right. Yeah, on the ad buy. Right. They're already spending money on me. Right. And right. so to your point, you know, whether they spend 50 bucks on digital marketing or $50,000 on digital marketing, it's the same amount of money for me. So yeah. this doesn't help me other than it helps my company because I get more data. I get more, I get mm-hmm. to try more things. Right. Yeah. And they're going to win more and that helps. You have, yeah, exactly. Have your client. Right. So it was embarrassing because I was kind of like unknowingly, I was taking credit for somebody else's promotion for, for part of it. They were both going on. There was credit mm-hmm. due to me, but also what was really happening, I wasn't sure about. And yeah. what had happened was we were driving traffic to Spotify. They had released a brand new five song EP and we were driving traffic to their Spotify artist page. And at the same time, they were doing a playlist promotion with uh, another company that we work with that we use often. And so they were mm-hmm. playlisting first track on that EP and the fifth track on that EP. So to me, I'm in the traffic grow on a regular mm-hmm. basis. All five songs are growing, but the two runaways to me are the first track and the last track. That's what I'm seeing. Cause I'm unaware that this is happening, but I'm thinking, wow, that like people are going through, they're listening to all these songs and they're picking their two favorites and then they're sharing it and putting it on their own playlists. And so this organically mm-hmm. is like growing and it's really, really cool. Look, this is embarrassing to find out that I didn't know this, but, but I had every reason to believe like, okay, we hadn't <laughs> done something like this before. These, these guys know how to make records. They know what they're doing. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, we're targeting an audience. We're getting great pricing on this. So yeah. here's the, here's a letter. Since it doesn't look like our schedules are going to permit a conference call, I just wanted to say a few things. I learned a lot working with you and I want to thank you. As I said, I want to break artists digitally. And although we didn't really get a chance to dig in very deeply with WOA, the band's called Weapons of a New, I'm grateful for what we were able to do. The digital marketing strategic insights my company gained will forever propel us forward. So again, thank you for the opportunity. I'm a fan of your band. In my opinion, you all have everything you need in place to succeed. You know how to make competitive records. You know how to deliver a live show that kicks mortal ass and you have a budget. The only thing missing is the implementation of an effective method to get this artist in their art in front of new eyeballs. It mortifies me that you feel that digital marketing wasn't worth it. So this is a common misconception. Like, okay, well, we spent $3,000 in ad buys. Did we make more than $3,000, right? So as if it's like e-commerce. Right breaking a brand. There's a difference in that. If you're selling t-shirts, not band t-shirts, but it could Mm -hmm. be band t-shirts, but but for a brand, right? Or for, let's Mm -hmm. say you got funky socks you're selling, some kind of product that people need. Then e-commerce, every one that you're selling, you better be making a profit on, okay? But with breaking a brand, it's different. The typical artists are going to break after the third record after the, enough of that mass has grown. I think that that can happen sooner on digital marketing with the, with the proper money put towards a budget. Well, it's, it's interesting because on one hand, a lot of artists are stuck in the old business model, the old record label model of, you know, get me on radio and whatever, label, label, label. But yet when it comes to digital, they aren't even aware that on the old label model, you don't make money on your first record. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them don't make money on the second record, the third record. And so it's kind of the worst of both worlds going, well, we expect radio or Insta famous or whatever. And then also expect to make that return on that investment immediately. And even the record labels don't expect that. Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, your first tours. And so we've been hearing this 
now. And Wade had something to talk. Wade and I have had a couple of conversations about Wade Sutton. Mm-hmm. It was like pay to play. You should never pay to play. He, he had a podcast about the, the Super Bowl and how most artists don't get paid to do the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But they're in front of 100 million people. Yeah. Why do they need Their to pay? Their go up. They're... We got to find somebody willing to take this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We better, we better shell out some bucks. <laughs> it's an honor to do it. And it's a huge boost for the brand of whatever artist it is. Somebody's just like, oh, well, yeah. that's stupid. Like, he should be paid for his time. He's getting paid. It just ain't exactly. directly from the NFL. But first tour, they, they have a thing at labels called tour support. Why? Mm. Because when you get that first tour and you're the next hot thing and you go out on tour, the Rolling Stones, they're not going to pay you enough mm-hmm. for that opening gig to cover the cost, the bus, the van, the food, the hotels, the gas, mm-hmm. <laughs> getting from one place to another, not going to happen. The road crew, mm-mm. you're going in the hole, but you're getting in front of people. Still kind mm-hmm. of a form of pay to play. Somebody's paying to play. Right. Yeah. Just want to make that point. You know, let's get our heads straight on what promotion is and how to get the artist brand out there. So I said, one thing I learned from this experience with you is that I need to change the way I'm communicating what needs to be done to be successful with digital marketing. It's foreign to the music business. I don't care who you are. Since communication is defined as what's being received, the failure is 100% on me. And for that, you have my most sincere apologies. Moving forward with your new company, please understand that you want to incorporate a consistent ad buy budget, whatever you want to afford, whether it's $1,000 a month or $5,000 a month, like we discussed in Chicago, so long as it's consistent, you'll see results. When is the payoff? I think the strategy needs to focus on finding and developing WA's first 1,000 superfans. Superfan, we've talked about this before, is defined as a fan who will spend $100 a year on your band, right? So that's a total of $100,000 a year of revenue with 1,000 super fans. Well, that's certainly not enough. When your strategy gets tightened up and gets you that first 1,000, the next 1,000, much easier to gain. I wanted to pass this info on to you so you can present it to the new company you choose to work with. And they, like you, can access all these numbers from your Facebook business manager dashboard. You own this data, you know, kind of. Like it's their data. They have to pay to access it from Facebook. Facebook they want right. to remarket to those people they got to pay. But to see all this stuff, mm-hmm. it's not, they don't have to pay anything. But so across all Facebook and Instagram, they've spent a total of $3,601.95 on app buys. For that, we put together a, a one minute video ad just driving traffic to Spotify. So video views 2,184,093 video views. This is the amount of people who saw your video ad for at least three seconds. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. 
I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Now, that may sound insignificant, but it's not. This is around the amount of time someone would consciously listen to the first radio spin of the debut song from a debut artist. You're like, oh, what's that? A new drum beat. Uh, okay, so anyway, what am I going to have for dinner? Right? Yeah. Like, you go Which is a whole lot cheaper, day. the three grand, than going on a radio tour, and you may get your song spun, and two million people hear it for three seconds and flip the station, right? Right. Okay, so that's a lot cheaper, way cheaper, a lot more effective. And you know who heard it <laughs> exactly. and for how long and they heard it heard for, it. you know, like it's, yes. it's, it's insanely so much more, so much better, so much less expensive, so buildable, but it, it's, it's lost on, on people. And so this is my challenge. Put the right words together, like mm-hmm. writing a song, right? Yes. I'm trying to be you. <laughs> with my marketing lyrics <laughs> to communicate yes. like, do you understand the power of what's happening here? And I've failed on this. And so this is why we're unpacking this. So first four or five spins of a debut single from a debut artist, they go in one ear and out the other until the artist becomes familiar to the consumer. When you know what it is, you're like, Oh, I like this song. Mm-hmm. And now you're paying a little more attention to it. It's a little more clocked in. So we dig in here. So I say the cost per video view here, 0.0016 cents. That's pretty cheap. So not very not much a penny, like a tenth of a penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 100% video views. These are the amount of people Facebook tells us that who saw it all the way through. And I mean all the way through. They have an animated logo at the end that we put together for them. So it's all the way through the end mm-hmm. of the video plus the animated logo. So that's 17,816 people. This is how many people were so captivated by your live ad that they watched the entire video past the animated logo part. Again, This is just one view. It's the average consumer, six or seven radio spins before the brand, the artist, or the song becomes subconsciously recognizable. What does that mean? The first time your average kid heard Bon Jovi's debut single, Runaway, it was really the seventh time. Mm -hmm. That's when they're like, oh, I like this song now. I remember this. Then they start to become aware of who you are and they start to pay more attention. See, it's very, this is very real stuff, okay? But it's consistency that has to happen. When they start to become aware of who you are, they pay more attention. But, and this is big, people, they must have something to pay attention to. Consistency Mm -hmm. is absolutely paramount on digital platforms, which is the antithesis of the way it used to be, right? You can't go away Mm -hmm. and come back like they used to when artists broke on the radio. Yeah. So there's no more album cycles anymore. For instance, 21 Pilots doesn't release albums. Whether it's an EP of seven songs or a full-length record of 14 tracks, they release one track per month until all the tracks from the album are released. And -hmm. that comes with a video, and that comes with whatever they want to do with it. Some of those videos are like really wildly sophisticated, and they look kind of pricey, and some of them are Mm -hmm. not. 
Every yeah. single thing comes out with new album artwork and it's, it's regular and you're expecting it and you're, Ooh, I can't wait for the next yeah. one. Right. This keeps them top of mind. Mm -hmm. Guys, this is important. Bar none, the most recognized brand on the planet earth is Coca-Cola. Mm -hmm. But they still spend billions on advertising every year. Why? To stay top of mind. Cost per 100% video view, 20 cents. Think about that. Would you pay 20 cents to get somebody to watch <laughs> your video? You'd, like, a, like an ad you put together of you playing live or something like Or your music yeah. video 100% of the way through? Well, especially when it's not <laughs> a random, but you're targeting people that are more likely to like Exactly. Yeah, very highly targeted well, audience. Like grabbing grandma off the street and going, hey, grandma, watch this. I'll give you 20 cents. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's not, yeah. Grandma's going to watch it anyway. Keep in mind, these are not just consumption statistics. They're actual people who own Facebook and Instagram accounts. And unlike radio or YouTube, or Spotify, these exact people can be retargeted by the artist. Your new company can now put content like a new video, a new single, a personal message from the band, etc., directly into the feeds of the over 2 million people that have been exposed to you. Thus, exposing your artist mm -hmm. brand, your video, your music, your likeness to these people a second time, a third time, a fourth time. Mm -hmm. Now we're getting into the Spotify thing. We drove a total of 17,037 people to your Spotify artist page. I think it's fascinating how close that number is to the amount of people who viewed your ad 100% of the way through. So part of that $3,600 ad budget, by the way, was for a live show for NAM, which is National Association of Music Merchandisers. These guys, I mean, like when I tell you they know what they're doing, they're endorsed up to Keister. Every guitar amp company, like GHS Strings, Wagner Amps, ESP Guitars, like they got it all. This was an industry show. We, we threw a little money at that to try to get a crowd there. There's a few hundred more people that watched the video 100% of the way through that didn't click mm -hmm. through to the Spotify page, the artist page. Okay. Cool. It said, admittedly, I'm embarrassed about the numbers mix up on Spotify. I had absolutely no idea you were running simultaneous Spotify campaigns to the same record release. Mm -hmm. I was truly excited as I thought people were listening to the first track, loving it, listening to more and choosing their favorites to share and or adding to their playlists. Now this was in fact the case. This is that that did happen. So good mm -hmm. job, Johnny, but certainly not mm -hmm. to the degree that I thought because the, the playlist promotion was running, the, again, the first track and the last track. Mm -hmm. And I think they bought like 50,000 streams each. And this is a solid playlist promotion company that we work with. They're not like buying streams, mm -hmm. just random people clicking in streams. They, they put these on playlists and they say, hey, we'll get you to this number for this price. And then we're done, right? I said, however, you need to consider this with your new company. I, Johnny, I like playlist promos and we use Austin often. That's the guy that owns the company that we work with. And we like them for setting up social proof. You got to like them for the right things. You have to know what it's for, right? It's important in my opinion, when a consumer goes to your artist page and mm -hmm. discovers thousands of other fans love you too, that means it's okay for them to love you. There's a party going on. I'm not the only one that's discovering this band. It means you're popular. They want popular, albeit, and this is important guys, different levels of popular. Again, this, this speaks to the consistency part of it. Some kids want you to be a little bit popular, but not too popular because they want to be an OG fan. That's where they place themselves. Some kids aren't going to care until millions care and then right. they feel like they fit in. Nothing attracts a crowd like a crowd, P.T. Barnum. Mm -hmm. However, while the playlist pros are awesome for racking up streams, and I'm not knocking this in any way, shape, or form, and they're good for optics, they suck for discovery. Spotify playlists really suck 
for discovery. Every Spotify rep will admit this, especially when it comes to rock and country. Okay. The artist is a ghost. There is little to zero connection being made between the artist and the consumer during a playlist stream. I personally know artists with 12 million streams who can't sell out my office. It's only one song they're consuming and they're largely streaming it unaware of who they're listening to, right? We don't have a DJ at the beginning and the end going, that was the debut single from this brand new artist, Alora. No, it's like I'm in the shower and I'm blasting a Spotify playlist and I'm, it's got to be something really amazing for me to pop my head out and dry hand off and go grab the phone. Look, right. Like what to listen to when you're in the shower. I don't care who the artists are. I just want to vibe. So I, I said, consider that a strategy where the consumer is driven to your artist page on Spotify is a far more powerful and effective stream. In fact, these streams are weighted differently by Spotify and by the record industry. It's also a more effective method for, this is huge, for turning paid traffic into brand growth. Okay? So paid traffic, if you do a Spotify promotion, whether you're doing it yourself, mm-hmm. right, and your blood, sweat, and tears in it like Cheer, Cheer Chop did, or whether you're paying a company that's doing it for you, it's paid traffic. You're paying somebody to get that on a playlist for you to get you in front of new eyeballs, but it doesn't turn into brand growth very well. It can do other things like get you all of a sudden enough numbers where Spotify puts you on an editorial playlist and then you might get a million streams. God bless. Maybe you make a little bit of money, but people don't know who it is. So I said, consider how this kind of paid traffic is consumed. So if they like that first track, there are plenty more songs to listen to, bios to dig into, concert dates, if it's local, pop up on Spotify. None of this exists Mm -hmm. on a playlist. There is definitely a connection being made in multiple ways. Now they're there and they're looking. It's a visual connection. It's an audio connection. Mm -hmm. The proof in this statement lies in those very same numbers. The playlist songs and only the playlist songs gain streams as long as they're on the playlist. When the playlist run is over, the streaming stops, everything goes away. The other three songs on that record, so again, it's a five-song EP. They were promoting on the playlist two songs, the first track and the last track. Mm -hmm. The three middle tracks, they would have almost no streams if it was just playlist promotion, okay? But had it not been for our strategy, and I might add a mm. huge portion, by the way, the first, well, this is what we don't know for sure, but the huge portion of the streams of the first track were driven by our strategy. I'll bet you it's close to 17,000 streams of the first track, and they bought like 50,000, so mm. basically they paid twice for the first 17,000 streams. <laughs> then the three to 4,000 continued listening to all the other tracks. So that's important, right? Like they're there and they're hearing more. Now they're going to hear a second song, a third song. Again, still looking at the album artwork, still looking at the stuff. So I said, as a friend, I advise your new company to focus on strategies that drive traffic to your Spotify artist page. It's more bang for the buck and you have enough social proof to make new consumers feel good about getting into weapons of a new. The amount of 95% video views was 18,516. Those are people that watched it 95% of the way through. 75% 75% video views. People who watched it 75% of the way through, 22,554. 50% video views, 31,285. 25% video views, 85,673. 15-second video views, 1,083,447. So think about Amazon when you choose not to purchase, right? What happens? It keeps showing up everywhere. It's like that cookie, right? That's why these numbers are important. 
because a con- with a mm-hmm. consistent ad buy budget, these people, you're going to continually retarget these people and they're going to eventually give you a listen. And that's why the 25% video views is important. If you look at it from an artist standpoint, they're going to think, oh, well, they didn't watch it all the way through. So they didn't like it. Again, maybe they got busy. You don't know. And maybe they need to see it five yeah. more times before they're going to finally give it a listen. So I said, that's why these numbers are important because these are people that we know watched it a certain amount of way through. If you put a gun to their head, they couldn't tell you what they saw, what the band name was or whatever, but they saw part of that video. And when they see it again, the visuals are going to be a little more familiar to them. What we're doing here, mimicking Mm -hmm. the terrestrial radio and MTV's rotational format programming on a digital platform. Okay. Let's say that in human terms. So what that means is you got familiar with John Mayer's new song because it got played on the radio enough that you finally got familiar with it. And I, Oh, now it's a jam. Now I dig it. Okay. I wasn't sure the first time. Actually, I didn't even know the first time was my eighth time, but I didn't even realize it. Yeah. And now I dig it. And so we're taking that off the radio. And well, how did that happen on the radio? Why did that happen like that? Why did you hear it eight times? And what was the format, right? They just kept, it's in rotation. It's in rotation. That's what they do. The things that you hate about radio are what makes yeah. you love these artists. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that was quiet. They're playing the same 40 songs every done. week. Now you're moving that over. And so instead of getting a spin on the radio, like, oh, WXZY, whatever playing that however many times during a day. Now it's showing up in my Instagram feed. Now it's showing up in my Facebook feed. Now it's showing up in whatever. Those are my spins that I'm getting my artists in front of. Exactly. Exactly. My art in front of those eyeballs. We know the frequency. Mm -hmm. It keeps track of the frequency. Like it tells you this, this amount of people seen it two times, Mm -hmm. (laughs) three times, four times. I mean, like that's amazingly powerful data. Yes. (laughs) Number one, you know it. Number two, you can do something about it. So they had 367 post shares. That's 367 people like the ad. (laughs) Enough to share it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. They shared it. Yeah. Like what the hell? Right. Like that's, that's cool. Free marketing. Hello. This is by the way, post shares are what influencer marketing is all about. Mm -hmm. And then there's micro influencer marketing. You know, now, rather than spending $500,000 on an ad for a big brand to go and get Kim Kardashian to wear your jeans mm-hmm. on our Twitter feed, it's much more powerful to get a boatload of people with like, let's say less than 10 or 15,000 followers on Instagram who are highly influential though, have like really high engagement mm-hmm. rates to send them the jeans mm-hmm. and put them on because you can just do it for a free pair of jeans and they're going to reach more people. It's more valuable because they have a better connection. So that's, that's a thing, right? You're yeah. not just saying that. I was like, I've been approached by that. And this is free. This is just a, this is a byproduct of the ad, right? These 367 people just shared it. Mm-hmm. And what did they do in the share? Did they just share it? Maybe some of them did. Some might have put something like, this is cool or blah, blah, blah. And their friends and their yeah. feed are going to see that, right? Their closest friends. That's going to organically go into their feed, mm-hmm. one to 3% of their feed. So that's really fascinating to me. And again, free marketing. And if friends says it, and that's how I got turned on to Van Halen. <laughs> it's, it's like, well, who, what's mm-hmm. that? Oh, that's Van Halen, my brother's record. He just got its killer. Like, let's go listen to that whole thing right now. Post saves, 246 post saves. These people thought so much about the ad, they saved the video. Post reactions, 1,861. I said, to date, you're most popular in these countries, Argentina, Bolivia, Chile, Colombia, Mexico, Peru, Venezuela. I hope you all like Latina girls. That's the end of it. The rest of it's like all the the stuff. But so guys, here's the thing. You can retarget, meaning like I can pick the people who just saw the video 25% of the way through and send them a new ad or something or send them this ad again or 
some, something different. The post saves, the post shares. I would say these people are really, really, really like the band, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And we can send them something mm-hmm. different, target them directly. Wow. Okay, that's amazing. And what did we talk about? Getting to 1,000 super fans. Mm-hmm. 367 people who thought enough of your ad to share it. It's a pretty, pretty damn good start. That's a good start. They're not yeah. super fans yet. Right. But maybe after six attempts, they will. Mm-hmm. So now you start to be able to put together a budget. Maybe for 30 or 40 grand, you could create a thousand super fans that would generate a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars next year. And then it's buildable off of that. And certainly that thousand super fans, are they going to be all over your socials all the time, checking out what's going on? Absolutely. Yep. And then w- when the next thousand see that, oh, oh, there's a party going on here. Wow. Our climb community grows much more rapidly now than the right. first hundred people. Because there are more people to talk about, more people to share. More activity, you know, hustle and bustle. Groups, you see a bigger number there, more yes. social proof. So listen, guys, that's, that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to target this about. I mean, I'm being transparent with you. It's not all puppy dogs and ice cream. We lose some clients. We lost this client. I hate that we lost this client. I'll be honest with you, but... For the reasons that we lost them, I think that was worth an episode to really unpack it and dig into how you're thinking about, you've got to be mm-hmm. consistent. You know, when somebody's like, oh, I just want to throw 50 bucks at this and see what happens. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. If the content's good, it's going to get a reaction, right? You're going to break some awareness mm-hmm. with a certain amount of people for whatever, 50 bucks worth of ad buys. But if you're not planning on what to do after that. Right. And after that, and after that, yeah. th- don't spend the money. Yeah. I mean, there has to be consistency built into to your plan mm-hmm. to happen. Anyway, guys, if you want to learn more about this, hey, if this is something that Daredevil can help you with, by all means, reach out at info at daredevilproduction.com. Let me know. We'll set up a meeting. We can talk about how you can engage us to do this kind of work for you if you're an artist with, with a budget and you've kind of maxed out on your efficiency and you're looking to put together a team, we're the guys that can help you. If you want some consultations to learn a little bit more about this and how it can directly apply to you, email address info at daredevilproduction.com and put consultation in the subject line and we can put an hour on the books. We do charge for this, but it's personalized. It's going to be all about you. We'll look at what you got, what you got going on and cook up a couple of different ways and make sure your head's on straight and that you're asking the right questions. And finally, if you haven't done so already, please download the free informational PDF, 21 Biggest Reasons You Don't Have More Fans. And that's at giftfromjohnny.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y, giftfromjohnny.com. And just tell us where to send it. It's yours. It's free just for playing our home game. We want to make sure we stay in touch and give you some value bombs here. Mm -hmm. Subscribe, join the client community, leave a rating and review. We're trying to get to 200 and tell a friend. We got a reputation, so try to spread it around. That's right. (laughs) This podcast exists because we want you to win, so keep on climbing. (laughs) We'll see you at the top. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. 
FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 